when I am productive in my business, whether it's in the clinical side or the business side, it's really these are the three things that let me do that. My planner, my calendar, and cultivating gratitude. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Hey there, friends, and welcome back. This is Rhonda. I'm here to hang out with you this week with another awesome topic, I got to say. I love doing these podcasts with you. I know I'm always just staring at the little green dot on my computer, but in my mind, you're just right inside that green dot and I'm just talking right to you. So you and I are just going to have a really simple conversation today about the three things that I do every single day to grow my practice, to grow my business. So First, let me give you a little bit of insight about my business and my background, really. So I was trained as an accountant slash bookkeeper for small businesses. So what I did is back in the day, I would go into these businesses that needed help just making their accounting work. So they like may have had a shoebox full of receipts and said, ah, I need help. And I love that. Love, love, love. I get all organized, set up all their chart of accounts, use QuickBooks, all the thing. I've been using QuickBooks for 20 plus years. So I love that. And I loved it. I worked in a big, huge, huge, huge corporation doing that work. I worked for small businesses. I worked for like a car wash. I worked for a florist. I worked for a nonprofit women's crisis center, a women's shelter. I worked in all kinds of different, you know, industries and spaces. I worked at a chiropractor's office. I ran a chiropractic office for a couple of years. And so I loved the business side of things. I always loved it. And then my oldest daughter got diagnosed with terminal bone cancer and they basically gave her pretty much a zero chance of survival. And that caused me to go, okay, wait a minute, time out. The options they were giving us were not awesome. And I decided I was going to go back to school and I walked away from my career in business and accounting and I went back to school and then fast forward, here we are. So I went back, got a couple of degrees and opened my own practice and I started getting busy and I ended up getting like cancer patients and I found that they made me sad. It made me really, really sad. And I would lose some and some would be okay. And I just got tired of going to funerals and having to, you know, they were crying and hopeless. And I couldn't, my heart, I was too raw still, I think, after my daughter being so sick. So I just decided that I didn't want to see, I didn't want to work with cancer patients. It was just too close to my heart. And I also found out that I didn't, you know, there was a couple other things I didn't love doing, but I found that my niche, what I really loved was I love, love, love working with women and mamas and babies. Well, of course I did, because I just went through a huge trauma with my own daughter, realized that a big part of why it happened to her was because of the diet that I was eating before I was pregnant, while I was pregnant, and then the food that I was feeding her. So I recognized that correlation, and I wanted to keep that from happening to other people. So I have a huge why, a huge big why. So open my big practice and started growing it. And I started getting people and they would drive in from out of town and out of state. And I had people driving 
three, four hours to come and see me. And then I would see them for a couple of days in a row and then off they would go. And oh, once in a while, I'd have somebody come in and help me. Like I'd have an intern come in or I had a DO come in and work for a few years. And he and I would do a lot of visceral, craniosacral, you know, visceral work. And I loved all of that. But all in all, I really just grew this practice all by myself. And so I know how to run the business side, but I also am really good at the clinical side. So I began teaching and traveling all over the country to teach other practitioners. I got asked, how do you do this? Like, how do you have such a successful business and you're doing it all by yourself? How is that even happening? I'm like, I don't know. I just do what I do. I just talk to people and tell them what's wrong and then tell them I'm going to fix it and then get it fixed and then we're good. And so I started to travel around and I started to create seminars. And I would, these seminars would be, you know, eight hour CEUs, 12 hour CEUs. I did a whole bunch of webinars, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of webinars. I mean, I think my CV, the last time I looked, it's like 19 pages long or something. It's just crazy, all the things. So I did all this work. And what I found, and this was fascinating. So I would be at an event and I know some of you listening are like, yeah, I heard her when she was speaking. I stopped speaking in 2018. That's another story for another day. But I would go to these events and I would be speaking like, let's say it's a 12-hour CEU. So all day Saturday, half a day Sunday. You've all done them, right? And at the breaks, you know, I'd get mobbed. Everybody would come up like, Rhonda, ask a question, ask a question. And a lot of the questions were clinical. And that's great because that's what I was there talking about like female hormones or, you know, male hormones or thyroid or whatever the topic was, blood chem, whatever. But Always, almost always, the question under the question, you know what I'm saying? Like someone asks a question and they like, that's not really the question. The question under the question was, no, really, like, how are you doing the business part? Like, how are you growing the practice? Not the clinical side. Like, we get that. Like, that's okay. But like, they would ask me, like, what do you pay your front desk person? Or what do you charge for your appointments? Or can you tell me about your intake forms? Or how do you have your, you know, payroll set up? Or what do you do to market your practice? Like, do you see it was all these business questions? And I just answered them because I can do that. I can talk about business just as easily as I can talk about the clinical stuff. It's just both work for me. But I started getting more of those questions. I thought, oh, I think they actually need help with this because it didn't occur to me because it comes so naturally to me, the business part. It didn't ever occur to me that it didn't come naturally to everybody else. Like, duh. But you know, when it's like natural for you, you just think that it must be natural for everybody. And I realized that, oh, this business piece was kind of a big deal. And so that was about the time that I really started to pivot in my own business now more moving kind of away from the clinical because I've done it for over 20 years and I can still do it. But I find that the greater joy for me is serving practitioners like you, helping you grow a successful, thriving $1 million plus business. Like that's what I want. That makes me happy. And if that's not what you want, it's okay. I'm not here to force you into anything, but I love, love, love what I do. And I love helping practitioners create thriving, profitable, successful practices that make their heart just like you wake up every day and you're like, yes, I can't even believe I get to do this for a job. 
Like my business is profitable. I have time off. I've got a great staff. They're trained really well. We make a lot of money. Like all that. Oh my gosh, that's just like, I would do that every day, all day. I can't even tell you how much I love it. So over the last probably four or five years, since I stopped doing the in-person clinical events, I put all my clinical knowledge online. And so I thought, well, I have all this information and practitioners need and want it. So I created Clinical Academy. So if you're in Clinical Academy, you know, it's amazing. It is like dang amazing. People join and they don't leave because it's so good. So if you're not in Clinical Academy, go to rondanelson.com forward slash Clinical Academy and you can read all about it and decide if it's a good fit for you. I think it is. If you're a clinician and you're doing functional wellness in your practice, you need to be in there. So I put all my clinical knowledge online in Clinical Academy. And then I realized that I had all this business knowledge that I could start to share. So I kind of fussed around with that for a little bit and tried a few things. And now I have Clinical Business Academy. So one is clinical, the other one is Clinical Business Academy. And you can join the wait list for that because it's not open right now. But all of that to say, I just have found that over the years, this business thing comes really naturally. So one of the questions I get asked all the time, all the time, weekly, multiple times a week is, how do you get so much done in your business? How do you get so much done? So I thought today that I would tell you, these are the three things that I have consistently done to grow my business. Three things. So here they are. You ready? All right. Number one, every day I use a planner. Now the planner that I use is a full focus planner. I've talked about it multiple times, but the full focus planner is what I use and it keeps me organized. It keeps me on target and organized. And what I do in my planner, it'll say like Tuesday, I put the date at the top and I write down all the things that I need to do that day. And I don't make my list of 30 things because I'm not going to get 30 things done. But what are the three key things that I need to get accomplished this particular day? I write those down. And then I make notes in my planner about all the things that happened that day. So if I'm in a meeting, I'm making my meeting notes in there. If I have a patient appointment, I'm making a patient appointment notes in there. Everything that I do during the day, something I think of like, oh my gosh, I got to remember I have to do that. I write that in my planner. It's kind of like my record of what happened during my day. And so at the end of the day, I wrap up my day. This kind of leads me into point number two. From my planner, that's my number one thing that I do to grow my business and stay organized and make a lot of progress in a short amount of time. The number two is I begin and end my day with intention. And what I mean by that is I start my day by, I know when I look at my planner, I know exactly what's in my planner. So I might have clinical appointments and I might have some business consults to do with doctors and I might have a training I need to record and I might need to record a couple of podcasts. So all of that is in my planner. And then I check my calendar at the beginning of the day. I look at my calendar and I go, okay, today I've got this and this, and then I've got a break. So what am I going to do during that break? What am I going to focus on and work on during that break? So maybe it's a new clinical academy lesson, or maybe it's a new resource for clinical business academy or whatever it is I'm working on. And then I make sure that I carry over everything from the prior day that I didn't get done into the current day. So do you see how this really number one and number two involve my planner? So I use the planner. That's number one. It's like my work Bible, so to speak. It records my life. 
And then the second thing I do is at night before I leave, I bookend my day. I roll everything over into the next day that I didn't get accomplished on Tuesday goes into Wednesday. And then I write down the things on Wednesday that I know I need to get done. So it might be I need to, you know, order from Whole Foods and I will write that down. Like I need to order from Whole Foods and then I'll ask my husband if he'd go pick it up. And like whatever it is, personal, business, clinical, all of it goes in my planner. So I start the day. That's my bookend at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, I do the same thing. I review my day and I again, roll it over into the next day. So those two things kind of go together, my Google calendar and my planner. And then the third thing that I do, and this I think for me is probably one of the most important things that I do is I just stop before I finish my day and I take a moment to be grateful. And I know that probably sounds a little woo-woo to you. Maybe not. But I have found that by cultivating gratitude and being grateful, that it allows me to not only stay away from the toxic negative things that can occupy your mind when you get so overwhelmed. And some days are just, you know, a shish show. It happens. Like everything went wrong. The something happened, like everything. It's like a Monday in the middle of the week. It just, all the things, everything that could go wrong went wrong that day. But it doesn't matter because A, I got my journal. I mean, my planner. I've got my calendar. I know tomorrow's another day. And before I finish at the end of the day, I just stop. I'm just going to let you in my little world, my window of how I think about this. And I will just stop. And I just say, I am so grateful that the wheels fell off the bus today because I'm anticipating and looking forward to the lessons I'm going to learn, the new things I'm going to understand, and the opportunities that all of this is going to provide. Because out of everything that happens, there's always something good that comes of it. Sometimes we don't see the good until years later, but there's always something good. And I just stop and I just settle in to being grateful, no matter how bad or how good the day might be. I'm grateful for the people around me. I'm grateful for my kids and my husband and my team. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. And I just stop and I just am grateful. I'm just so thankful. It keeps the heaviness of all the things that happen. It takes it out of my heart, off of my shoulders, and it just puts it out there. Does that make sense? So that instead of me holding all of this in like, oh my gosh, it was an awful day. This happened and that happened. When I have that kind of attitude, I'm holding it in tight against me and I don't want it here. It's toxic, feels heavy and icky. So what I do is, you know, I guess metaphorically, I kind of just open my arms and I just say, I'm incredibly thankful for what happened today. All the things, the good things, the hard things, the challenging things, the things that made me sad or the things that made me happy. I'm just grateful that every single one of them happened because nothing happens for no reason. And I'm just grateful to be here. I'm still alive. I've got a roof over my head and a car that works. And I have a pool in the backyard on a hot day. And even when my office flooded and all my things got ruined and I have to buy new carpet and pay the contractors and I didn't, the insurance wouldn't cover it. I'm like, well, I'm just grateful. Like, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but it'll be good. I'm not worried. And I just can let it go. So when I am productive in my business, whether it's in the clinical side or the business side, it's really, these are the three things that let me do that. My planner, my calendar, and cultivating gratitude. 
And I think if you can find some way to kind of organize yourself on a daily basis, bookend your day, start with a good intention, look at your planner, look at your calendar, start with a good intention. Even if the day falls apart, you still have the end of the day when you can look back, kind of roll everything up, get ready for the next day, and then end it with some gratitude. It's like a good life. Life is good. We have so much to be thankful for, so much to be thankful for. We are living in one of the most exciting times in history. And I know it looks kind of dark and bleak and all that, but I actually am like super happy. I'm just so thankful. I don't really care what happens. I'm just grateful. So I hope this was inspirational to you. Everybody's got a story. Everyone has a journey. You just got a little glimpse into mine. And my number one job on this planet right now, where I'm at in my life, is to help you have the business of your dreams. That's what I want to do more than anything. I want to teach you how to be a great clinician. That's inside Clinical Academy. And I'm not here to try and sell you into something. I'm just making this available. If this is a need that you have, I'm happy to help you. And I want to help you grow a business that's profitable, that allows you to take a vacation and not worry about the two weeks that you're not working and generating income because you made so much income that you're fine. You can come back and pick right up where you left off. That's what I live for every single day. And so those are the things that are lining up my planner. It's like, okay, I got to record this training. I got to make sure my clinical business academy people have this. I got to make sure that I'm serving my clinical academy people. I have to make sure that I'm guest speaking at an event or in FMU. I speak in FMU a lot. All of those things. I am just 100% focused on how to serve you and help you be the best clinician, not only in business, but clinically as you can possibly be. So a little bit of a vulnerable podcast today, but I'm super happy that you're part of my world. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if this podcast touched you and it made you just recenter maybe with your why, which I hope it did, if it just made you kind of recenter and refocus on your why, I would love it if you would share that with me. If you would just take a minute, leave a review. It really does mean the world to me because I love reading them. I love knowing how the podcast has impacted you because this is really kind of a labor of love for me, but I love doing it. I stare at the little green dot every day and I imagine that you are on the other side of that dot. And this is how I can impact you. This is how I can help you move the ball down the field. Even if it's a half a yard, I don't care. As long as we're making progress, I'm a happy girl. So that's it for this week. Again, if you want to join me inside Clinical Academy, go to rondanelson.com forward slash clinical academy. If you're interested in more business training and support, I got to say Clinical Business Academy is the bomb. I promise you, you will make more money than you ever thought possible and you will have a better business than you could have even imagined. I will show you the roadmap on how to do that. Right now it's waitlisted, but rondanelson.com forward slash join CBA, CBA for Clinical Business Academy. Join CBA. So that's all I got for you this week. If you want, I've got the link to the Full Focus Planner in my show notes. You can also find it online. It's by Michael Hyatt. I've used it for years and I love it. Um, but anyway, that's it. That's all I got for you this week. Now go out, be grateful, get a planner, and let's get the show on the road. All right. Take care, friends. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.